This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, we're discussing heart-centered. Hello, we're going to talk about being heart-centered today. We've all heard it, heart-centered. It can sound really nice. It can sound really woo-woo, depending on where you are in your journey. So what is it? How do we feel it? Why feel it? Why understand it? Why work with it on a healing journey or as a highly sensitive person? So let's try a little something together. If you're free if you're not driving, if you're not operating machinery, let's take a little meditation moment together. If you can, and if you will, just stop right where you are and close your eyes. You can put a hand on the heart or two hands on the heart. Be with me in this moment, listening to my voice, but more importantly, be with yourself. Start to notice your heartbeat. Let go of thinking and overthinking. Just be with the heartbeat. On your next breath, breathe that breath into the heart. As if the heart suddenly merges functions with the lungs and all of a sudden can accept air, can accept breath. Inhaling into the heart. Exhaling out of the heart. Inhaling, exhaling. Allow your ears to hear your heartbeat. Your heart beats with mine singularly and together. Know that everyone alive, not just you, not just me, everyone right now is experiencing a heartbeat together. As you breathe into this awareness, allow your awareness to rest at the heart, in the heart space, in the center of the chest. 
breathe into awe, the awe of our connectedness. Keep your head held high, tall, long spine, shoulders back away from the ears, collarbones spread, chest open, deep breaths as if the heart can be expanded with breath deep down into the pelvis. With each in-breath, feel your chest widening north, south, east, and west. Feel your ribs spreading, finding spaciousness. And after expanding, exhale, releasing. Breathe, finding your rhythm, your breath, into the heart and out of the heart. If your awareness wanders, bring it back to the heart. And be here now, nowhere else. You and your heartbeat. Notice what you notice here. What do you feel? How is your energy? What's your mind doing? Does your body like spending time in the heart? I talk to your inner child all the time. What does your inner child think about spending time in the heart space? Was that familiar or foreign? Notice what your response tells you about where you are with your heart-centeredness right now. If you've been a listener of the show for a long time, you know that I have a pretty significant trauma history. And if you grew up with a lot of tension, a lot of stress, a lot of abuse or neglect, some of you out there listening, you might not feel into the body yet. And to somebody else who's listening to me that's never experienced feeling disembodied, it's a very strange thing for us to try to explain and for us to talk through, but it would be very normal. I want you to know that you're normal If you can't feel into your body right now, especially if you had a difficult childhood, your level of disembodiment, of disassociation, of feeling disconnected from the body depends on a lot of things. Primarily what I look for if I'm working with someone are the tension levels, if you will, that you grew up with. And you are in the process of learning and healing What that tension, those different kinds of tensions we may have experienced, what it taught you in mind, what it taught you in body, there's a formula of innate sensitivity level plus tension level plus our innate resiliency that I look at to see where someone might be 
in the journey to being embodied instead of disembodied. The higher the levels of tension that you grew up with as a kid, the higher the feeling of being quite disembodied or dissociative or depersonalized, which are all just fancy terms, essentially meaning going away from the body due to stress and unsafety. Healing in a lot of ways is coming back to the body with safety and peace. When it once left because of unsafety and fear, it took me years to be able to tell my body to take a breath and have it comply. So if when I cue you in this meditation or any of the meditations that I've offered, if you just can't kind of coordinate and get your body to do what your mind wants to do because it wants to comply with what I'm offering because you know it's a good exercise, but you can't quite get it to do it, what you might be experiencing might is some disembodiment, some disassociation. I know in my own younger years, I used to look at dancers and gymnasts in amazement because I just couldn't even imagine being able to control my body in such a way, to feel it enough to command my leg or my arm to move in a certain way. It just fried my brain that that was possible. Well, that's because my brain was kind of fried from post-traumatic stress. So know that if this is you or you resonate with all or part of what I'm saying here, cultivate patience, which no dysfunctional family seems to have naturally. But we cultivate patience for the practice and the time that it takes to cultivate safety, not just in thought and mind, but in body. And our nervous systems learn much more slowly than our minds. So patience is definitely a key part of this process. And if you work to continue to heal your relationship with your body, to create safety, to bring it back, to allow it to come back and feel safe being back here in this body, it is very much possible and not just possible, but likely if you continue to work on yourself for you to restore what I think of as our birthright of a peaceful embodiment. I believe that healing offers us a more heart-centered life experience, even if you never have that phrase, heart-centered. Self-development, when done deeply and well, inevitably brings us to a heart-centered lens for life, which just naturally, like a side effect, we have all those nasty side effects of every pill we've ever gotten from a pharmacy, that big old long list. There are side effects to healing that are positive, that are not negative side effects like those danger lists from the pharmacy. The side effect of having a more heart-centered presence practice is that we wind up with more compassion, more patience, more ease, and even more forgiveness for ourselves and then for others. If you feel disembodied, please don't let frustration take over. Please do not create a story that you were just broken. This is your personality. This is how you are. You can't do it. It's too hard. Please don't do that to yourself, especially your inner child. Keep doing your self-development work and you will get there. I never thought I'd get there. And most of my clients never think that they're going to get there. It's part of the process because we're trying to go somewhere that a lot of us have never been. Imagine explorers from another 
time setting out to sail the oceans, wondering where they would go. Yeah, they didn't know where they were going either, but they got there. Allow yourself to know that you can get there because you are going. You wouldn't be listening to my show. You wouldn't be listening to my voice right now if you weren't a seeker seeking betterment. And it is available because you seek it. See how that works? Now, I am an empath. That's another woo-woo thing for me to say out of my clinical psychotherapy background. And I want to try to explain my experience of heart-centeredness as an empath to help you in your journey to define and to experience and learn from a heart-centered practice. Now, the categories I'm about to share, they are not mutually exclusive. There's all kinds of overlap because these things are interwoven. They're interconnected. They're layered and they move like waves in the sea. This is my best attempt at categorizing to be able to explain the heart-centered experience. So I want to describe this heart-centered experience first physically. So physically, physically I have an awareness of this heart, this physical massive muscle that sits in my rib cage and it beats and it beats and it beats and it beats and it never stops beating. My literal life force beating, pumping blood through my body, keeping me going. It has been a part of me since the very beginning of my experience. I'm aware of my heart in this centralized north, south, east, west in terms of my chest cavity, where that heart sits inside, pointing in every direction all at once, and yet it sits askew, as if to show me in bodily message how little to nothing in this life is perfectly centered or perfectly balanced or perfectly symmetrical. Everything is a little bit off, and that is wonderful, and that is right, and that is not a problem. That is beautiful. It's how we're made. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you, and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science Podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties, Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, now live on all podcast platforms. When I am in heart-centered space, when I am aligned with my heart-centeredness, I am away from my mind. I'm giving my mind a break. The mind quiets, just as if I walk up to a television set and lower the volume to nothing. As I lower that volume on that mind TV, I reduce awareness of that mind TV. And while the heart turns up as I bring my awareness to my heart-centeredness, my heart turns up the volume and my awareness on my heart turns up in this moment. 
And there is an embodied deepening, a lovely, weightful sinking into the body, like a weighted blanket internally, just by turning my focus, my awareness to my heart. I spend so much time in that floating around in the storm cloud of thoughts, overthinking space, this heady culture we live in, this history of trauma that forces us in more into our heads than we naturally would have been otherwise, this sinking into the heart, this weighted blanket into the heart physicality. It feels like a lowering of a center of gravity physically and emotionally. If my emotional center of gravity gets lower, gets more stabilized like a sumo wrestler standing on the earth, I feel rooted. I feel sure-footed. I feel more connected. I feel more stable. I feel more solid. I feel more capable. I feel more strong and I feel more safe. I am enveloping myself in my heart-centered safety and security, my power of my life force. As we have all, since the beginning of time, wanted our mothers, wanted our fathers to wrap us in their heart-centeredness, a centralized safety of the human condition that we crave even if we've never tasted it, even if we've never known it. This cozy hunkering down makes my belly happy safe, like my deep heart is hugging or patting my intuitive belly, my insides warm, a hug from my core. My whole body exhales into this heart-centered awareness. It exhales now and it exhales again and it exhales again and it exhales again and it exhales again into safety, into security into a trust of a cultivated security that continues to grow. I exhale again from my heart-centered body, not my thought-thinking mind, my mind getting its rightful vacation as I spend time in this other location, this heart space that always has room for me, always an open room, always an open vacancy, just inviting me in. My breath feels fuller and easier in this heart space. This is what yes feels like, a deep and peaceful yes. It's like an internal spring day in the sun with a cool breeze blowing, creating the loveliest of temperatures, warmth of my skin and coolness just before overheating, a yin and a yang of holding, of caretaking, of being, all happening as I hang out in my heart space. The next category I want to talk to you about is mentally. We just went over physically. What is heart-centered physically? What is heart-centered mentally? Mentally, my mind quiets. And doggone it, that sucker is used to being the center of attention. It doesn't often get a big break, but it kind of likes this big break, even when it doesn't quite know what to do with it. But it could get used to this. This is a good thing, this mental break. Sinking into the heart space, heart-centered. Used to puzzle my mind, my thinker. But over time and cultivating this relationship of mind-body, mind has learned to buy in, to understand this foreign language of the heart. 
so different than the wordy wordness of my thoughts. So now when I travel to heart-centered space, I can hear my thoughts and feel my thoughts move through my different realms as an acceptance, as a mental observance, as a mental acknowledgement, a message, something like, ah, hello, heart, old friend. Remember me? I'm your mind. It's nice to see you again, heart, old soulmate. How different we are and how much we both bring to the table. Love you, old buddy and old pal. It's a warm fondness, this relationship of mental strength, of mind, and how it connects and relates to the heart. Mentally, there's an appreciation that moves through me. It moves through mind and body as mind and body are an actual communication, actual exchange of this heart-centered message that is the energy of calming, of safety, of peace, of resonance. There's a beauty to the safety and familiarity. Mind and heart, they're like two resonant people who are reuniting, hugging after years of not seeing one another, a melting, an old, deep knowing from big shared history, more than could ever be accurately remembered or spoken. It's in our DNA. It's so historical. Mentally, when I am in heart space, it's like one big, ah, as the mind relaxes, as the heart takes the wheel. Emotionally and spiritually is the last category I want to talk to you about. I couldn't quite fully separate these two, so I lumped them together. What is it like emotionally and spiritually to spend more time in heart-centered connection, heart space? There's a warmth, there's a pink and orange that emanates from my heart with a grass green, earthy tone and color behind it. These are the colors of my emotions. These are the colors of my spiritual relationship with my heart. Emotionally and spiritually, I feel open from my heart centered, open like a fancy double doored entryway to a big house, doors wide open and inviting. My heart feels welcoming and it is safe to receive and it is safe to give. My heart is ready for reciprocity, for sharing, vulnerability is the heart's emotional and spiritual superpower. And my heart wouldn't trade it for the world. Even when my heart has been heavy with sadness, there's a truth to this sadness. There's a truth to allowing these feelings. Our sadness and our heavy hearts are sometimes a reflection of how deeply and fully and wide open we are to loving, to giving, to sharing, to being with ourselves and others. There is a lightness and a brightness in my full heart-centeredness. There's a tractor beam of light that emanates and it shines light over the landscape of my life and the world. Spiritually and emotionally, the light of my ancestors that now flows through me like a beacon of energetic truth that defies words and human logic 
we all have this light that shines for ourselves and for each other. I can feel it as I say it. You can hear me getting choked up. We are lighthouses for each other. My heart knows that. My heart is made of that. We were born to be heart-centered. How could we deny that when it is the pure feeling we all have when we are holding someone's baby? It doesn't even have to be our own. And we are in the glory and the essence of that baby's sweet smile of its innocent youth. What a light. That is the spirit of our heart. No matter how lost I have gotten in life's storms, this light from my heart calls me back to it, back to center, back to heart space over and over and over again. Every time my human ship has wandered at night, a bit lost at sea. To be heart centered is to know that there is a forever lighthouse, a reliable lighthouse, a light life house, the path back to me, the path back to center. The path back to each of our individual selves and the path back to each other. If you are a seeker, you will find out for yourself as you grow, as you let go of what no longer serves you, to create the spaciousness and the bandwidth to feel who you are. You will define your heart-centeredness your own way like I did for you today. That's just my way. You'd ask 20 people, 20 people would give you 20 different answers. It's my way of trying to show you what my experience is like to help you learn how you're similar or how you're different. And you will find ways to add to the experience of what it is to be heart-centered and the expression of that if you find your definitions and then share it, whether that's with your own inner child or other human beings on this journey. Remember, if you are a bit lost or frustrated or you're comparing to what I feel and you're like, I am not feeling anything like that, Nikki. What is wrong with me? Don't go there with the critical voice. Just know, okay, so I'm a little disembodied. What a great thing for me to figure out. Just keep learning, keep opening up, keep growing. Come jump into some of my coursework that I have designed for you. All you have to know is that you resonate with how I teach. Look, so many people listen to me, especially an episode like this, and go, oh, hell no, that is not for me. But if you feel a yes, then just keep learning and keep growing. Come to my coursework. Come to the Patreon. Just immerse yourself and marinate. You will become embodied. You are welcome. You can jump in right now. You can get your feet wet in my coursework with actionable soul care strategies. That lists what to do why and how to, in a way that's oversimplifying what it is to really show up in this complex world and take care of yourself. Simple to-do lists that you can start right now. Or if you resonate with knowing that you need peace and embodiment of your one precious body, grab emotional strength training, 30 days to peace. All you have to do is give it seven to 15 minutes each morning and just open up without overthinking, because what I have designed for you is to teach your body in that course presence and peace. And these are the quickest ways I know how to transform your stress levels 
and cultivate real internal peace no matter how stressful and kooky life gets because we all know it can. If you're ready for boundaries work, grab your spot in this year's boundaries course. I teach it live once each year and October will be here in a blink before we know it. The boundaries course will completely re-engineer what you think you know about boundaries and it is the foundation of self-respect and sanity which culminates in more energy, more peace, less anxiety, less hypervigilance, more satisfaction and ease. And you deserve it. Check the show notes for codes and Patreon people. We are getting closer to the next goal and your free cinema soul care night that I will host live. So get your big boundaries course coupons there if you're a Patreon member. Light and love, and I want to end by sharing how I used to end every single yoga class I have ever taught. May the divine light in me see and honor the divine light in each and every one of you. Namaste. I am an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets mindful. Light and love and all the healing. You deserve it. Bye-bye.